I'm all strung out and my money's spent. Can't really tell you where last year went. But I've given up paying my bills for land. Now the landlord, he says he wants his rent. I will stop making Curious Sedgwick jokes because I, I, I mean, honestly, dude, live your best jokes. fucking life. Well, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the problem is I've made the big one, which is the closer. I can make the the villains and Jeffrey Donovan like. This doesn't matter. Hey, everybody out there, this is this is your your friendly neighborhood NATO guys. You know, we've gotten together for another podcast. You know, uh, I'm Patrick. And uh, the subject of this podcast is a very basic question. It's, uh, would you rather need it and not have it, or have it and not need it? You know, it's, it's, it seems simple, but it's really an enigma wrapped in a fucking conundrum. So how about, how about you other guys, why don't you introduce yourselves? Inside a fucking cannoli, you bunch of fucking fanoots. <laughs> That's a cannoli. <laughs> Who does this guy think he is? You know, uh, the tree meister, Lord of the Trees. You know, he looks like an asshole, you know? Uh, fucking it's King true. of the Indians. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you just gotta leave the capitalism, but bring the cannolis. Anyways, I, I will step out of New Jersey uh, to say, what's up to y'all? Uh, I'm Etienne. Uh, I'm currently turtle-powered, which, you know, I wish was just a reference to Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But I think it's more the sad fact that I, I do not have horsepower. I have something... Far, far more inferior. Hey, fuck that! I believe giant tortoises carry this world. Carry that this mean, world for us. Sea, I mean, sea turtles myth, are fast. In some myths, right? turtle, you know, we, we live on a on the back of a giant turtle. So I mean, yeah. Well, yeah I'm not yeah, talking turtle. cosmically. I'm talking like fucking Yurtle turtle. I've got eight of him cloned, strapped together, and they're moving <laughs> in all different directions. Son of a bitch! <laughs> like at least like. Like, I was like, damn, like, you gotta have, like, eight yurtles? That's like being like, yeah, I've got eight Bezos just chained together in my closet. They just wreck everything in my house continually. Like, that's just fucked. That doesn't even do anything. Like, talk about having it and not needing it. Like, Jesus. I mean, I don't think that anybody wants that to begin with. Like, that's that's a whole other level. Uh, um, I'm Mike. I'm here. Um... And uh, I'm I'm very entertained right now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm your token bald guy of the group, Nico. How's it going? Also referred to as Nemo on on occasion. There's a history oh, there, yeah. but you won't get into that today. Today we're talking about uh, whether you need it and and or whether you have it and not need it, or whether you need it and not have it. And yeah, I'm gonna, like the cannoli. There you go. <laughs> Just like I the mean, cannolis. Do you, the cannolis? do you have the cannolis? Where are the cannolis? Okay. I'm going to take the cannolis. <laughs> and, I'm diabetic gonna, and I'm going to say that I absolutely believe that having it and not needing it is better than needing it and not having it. Okay. I fall into that category. I mean, I think that's fairly universal. Like, the one thing that, like, truly makes me sad is I think one of the biggest problems in this world is distribution of resources. And by definition, when you when you have something that you don't need, it's a resource that could be shared and is not, you know? Um, oh, shit. But, like, I, 
I get it. You know, I was just thinking about myself, Etienne. You're thinking about the world all the time. Holy crap. Right? So selfless. It makes me feel like an asshole. (laughs) I'm saying I'm also an asshole, but I realize the problem in being an asshole. That's that's where I'm at. Yeah, I mean I can live with it. This is this is uh, (laughs) an enigma wrapped in a conundrum. Because yes, technically it is better for you to have the thing and not need it. But yeah, that way go the human dragons of us, the Jeff Bezoses, you know, as we were just discussing, you know, are there because they have it and they don't need it. Uh, And on the other side of that, that's also hoarders. That's entirely what drives hoarders is, is the fact that it's like, I don't know if I will need this thing in the future. And there's such an anxiety of letting go of that, that, you know, it, it, it makes it difficult to let go of anything. Because, hey, I don't know if I'm going to need this. I mean, I once helped these people clean out their fucking garage, and they had, like, eight sets of, like, full china and silverware in that bitch. They ain't never going to use that silverware. They have boxes of bubble wrap from three moves previous. You ain't never going to use that fucking bubble wrap. Well, you never know when you need bubble wrap, bro. just bought new bubble wrap last week. I saw you buy the fucking bubble wrap, and now you got me sorting boxes of fucking bubble... I just keep going to New Jersey cool. today. And it's it's I'm weird, sure. too, because a lot of it, those, like, hoarders, like, the hoard weird shit, like, newspaper is, like, a super yeah. common one that I've I've seen, and it's oh. like, you don't need oh. these old newspapers. That's how you get roaches, man. Yeah. Ugh. I mean, a I, lot of those hoarder houses, they, they have pests, because yeah. you, you have buildup of hopefully not literal shit but you know at the very least figurative shit um and that that just invites you know insects (laughs) and and a whole manner of things that you don't want i again for work like we've we've had people die and we like take over as like estate management and we have to clear out their house and if it's a hoarder house then then you deal with a lot of bullshit oh yeah Damn. damn Oh yeah, yeah. I bet we you guys had, had to uh, hire like a special cleaning crew, like a hazmat suit and all that shit, like uh, Sunshine Cleaners. Remember <laughs> that movie about the two girls who uh, cleaned up um, after um, homicide, right? They're two sisters oh, the or whatever, cleaners? and um, they found it. Yeah, they they found it. we're making a lot more money cleaning up brains off of a ceiling, you know, than we were just cleaning someone's house. So, mm. but you need credentials for that. So they didn't have them, and there the plot thickens, and that's the. Mm. Um, What's it called? The crux of the story? The 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 Yes. The crux of the story. Nico, you know, you are a literature. You know, the the, the yes, main the problem the that makes a plot. The conflict. The conflict. There we go. Yes, the conflict. Yeah. <laughs> you went to school. Damn it. Speak up. Nemo, damn it. What, 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 are, they fucking, what are you what are they teaching you at that school you? I sent you to, huh? I don't I don't know. I don't know, man. I I don't I don't know, man. Don't know. That, that sounds, that sounds like that sounds like Diction choice to me, or syntax. It doesn't sound like. A but uh, you were saying, Etienne. Oh, I'm I sorry. To be pronounced I was just excited. Now. I like that. I don't know that I had more to say about cleaning out. I mean, I could go into more detail about cleaning out hoarder houses, but I really don't want to. Yeah, um, my aunt had all this <laughs> stained liquor in her garage. I mean, that's actually a real story because she was a hoarder. She is a hoarder, I should say. She's yeah, there yet. There, there uh, definitely have been times when, like, yes, we have to have people go in in suits because, like, there's there's actual shit. Like I was saying, like, figurative shit, literal shit. Yes, yeah. there is sometimes actual shit. Right. Well, and so that's why I think at the Gross. end of the day, I weirdly fall on the... the I, I know it's not a real answer, 
but I fall on the neither is better. You know, like yeah. it is like it is more preferable for me in most ways to have it and to not need it. And God knows I'm that kind of person. I pack extra shirts when I travel, way more shirts than I'm ever going to actually fucking need. I have shit that squirreled away from years ago. Like, it's a thing, you know? I just dug out, like, 90% of my CD collection, and I've got, like, dozens and dozens of CDs that haven't seen the light of day in over a decade, you know? Um, But also, I have to look at the fact that some of the best innovation of my life and some of the happiest I've been has been when I haven't had a lot of shit. And that means that sometimes I've run into the situation where I'm like, well, fuck, I don't have this thing. I got to get the thing. But so I think it's without the anxiety of, of having all of this stuff that I'm carrying with me just in case. So I feel like both have benefits and both have costs. So I feel like that last bit kind of plays into the the whole like philosophy of like, you know, we think we need a lot more than we do, you know? Yeah. Uh, and like you can get by with so much less and you know, there, there's also like, it's okay to not have something when you need it. If you have the means of procuring it, like yes. if you if you have the like road out like you were talking about the the whole fucking um traveling bringing extra stuff just to make sure you're good and it reminded me of the stupid fucking mastercard commercials where they're like going through the the x or y like you know this is this much this is this much and then for everything else there's mastercard oh, yeah. and it's yeah. like like you know at the end of the day like if you have the means to get out of the situation of being <clears throat> able to procure what you need then it doesn't matter if you don't already have it yeah that's beautiful in fact uh if you don't mind unless i kind of wanted to jump in while it's fresh in my brain because when i first heard this prompt i was like oh the fuck patrick god damn it what does that even mean can't we just talk about a movie for once fuck fuck you know it's so fucking like out there and and obtuse or acute i I, I just can't even uh, uh, fuck anyway uh, Fuck, it's, it's so angled. It's so angled. Ah, uh, yes, the avant-garde I, of this particular question. Yeah, so I didn't know how to come at it. I thought it's like I was actually kind of upset. It's like stupid, but it's actually a really smart prompt. So, um, one of the things I wanted to say uh, before I forget is, yeah, having the means. You know, like if you have money, literally, you can be almost Spartan-esque in the things that you keep around your crap. In fact, you were talking about you know trillionaires like Jeff. Bezos or whatever, and I bet his house isn't really cluttered. I bet it's really open and huge, and it's got like just very little crap around. Because if he needs something, he can just buy like a million of them, right? And or if you're on the road, um, you can buy something that you need. Like, oh, I forgot to pack toothpaste. But like, let's say you're camping. Oh fuck, dude! There's no money is not going to help you in the forest, you know, unless it's like. it's not. And um, this is fucking tree money, another thing, so is with mo- tree money. Yeah, like if it's a, a Zelda game and you buy like you know a potion from a rat in a dungeon, which so never so happens water. in real life, unfortunately. So tree money is water, but, right? Um, or dead bodies. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Or dead bodies, yeah. Or to try divorce, you know. But yeah. um, 
just your will to try to vote. Oh, anyway, um, love that little, song, dude. I love that song, dude. I appreciate Excellent. Little, uh, check out the new album, guys. Anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Shameless plug for ah, Fuck just a bump. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, like, in a world where money stops meaning something, you're going to want to have the means to uh, procure what you need, which might be a gun or several guns or, you know, or... children you can sell, for example. Or cooperation, which is my favorite currency. Co-op teamwork, like, you know, having things. people around you. Because they've, like, actually done this. Like, they've mapped it out. It's the classic, the prisoner's dilemma. Uh, the prisoners both win the best when both of them cooperate and say nothing. Like, cooperation actually is the best answer for everyone, mathematically. And it's part of what drives me crazy about, like, so much post-apocalyptic media, I think, plays really well with all of the people who don't cooperate, but very rarely deals with the fact that you would have all of these groups that immediately start cooperating really hard, because it's a hyper-effective survival strategy. <laughs> like, goddammit. I want to see right, him get killed. Shit. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, because, like... I mean, it's like, fun when... Like, when... Oh, sorry, uh, Mike. Go, go ahead, Nico. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's fun when Negan bashes people's heads open with a, a baseball bat, you know, Lucille. You know, that's yeah. entertainment. That's sensationalism. I don't want to see people getting along. Like, fucking, I could watch Barney and Friends any day, but, like, I want to see somebody die. I want to see somebody, like, tied to the back of a car with a chain and, you know, just have him, you know, like, uh, what's his name? Fucking um, Hector and, um, what's that cunt? Uh, Achilles. You know what he did? Oh, the yeah, ten laps yeah. around Troy. That's that's fun. Barney but anyway, dragging guys out the back of a chariot. Children, children in the back of a well. chariot. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Well, I was I was just going to say, in, in addition to that, I mean, I feel like we see a lot of groups who work together, but they're usually the villains in post-apocalyptic work. If you think about well, it, the people that you're fighting against, because you aren't usually the outsider, right? In, like video games or like the hero, they're the ones who, who who are not cooperating. But they go against a group who is cooperating, and they're generally pretty evil for the most part. Not saying that not you know all groups are are going to be like that, but we definitely see those groups cooperating with each other and very effectively. So, I mean, look at look at Mad Max, right? Yeah, sure, okay. What's this, uh, Joe? What's his fuck? Um, basically lost his entire you know uh power structure he lost his army he lost everything to one dude because he just couldn't fucking get out of tunnel vision right but at the end of the day like he was a force in that world he yeah he created uh, a too. uh furiosa around, you know uh, check your privilege and, like, he created a community essentially was it a good community was it good for everyone no was he evil absolutely he was was he a tyrant Yes, please, he was. But, like, I feel like at the end of the day, he, that still was a group of people who cooperated with each other. That was that, is that really cooperation? Is my big question. Yeah, I feel like, it, like that's he cooperation had, he, through subjugation, which isn't real cooperation. Yeah. It was like, organized, so he had a system, thing. and it was working. Yeah, but It was that's working, not he, he had set up a system. <laughs> Again, yeah. a group He's of like, follow... people dominated by a particular force or philosophy with all of the resources hoarded in one place. I mean, the motherfucker has fountains, has water fountains up in his crib 
while the people are dying for want of thirst. That 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 is not for want of thirst, but dying. It was more of a of hierarchy thirst. with like, him on top. Yeah, like I don't see that as cooperation. The same thing as like you know, you look at Negan's squad. They're not cooperating to try to survive. They are working together as a unit under fascistic leadership to rob other groups. That's not cooperation. Your shit That's subjugation. I I still, but I but it's it's yeah. still it's it. I feel like we're still it's still cooperation under the subjugation rule. Like yes, it's not it's not cooperation in the sense that we're trying to uh, like how we're trying to define it as currently, right? Where it's like, everyone has an equal say, we're all contributing equally, we all have equal uh, uh, rights in the scenario, we all have equal share of, of whatever resources there are, right? You know, that that's the kind of cooperation we're thinking of. But subjugated, subjugated cooperation is still technically cooperation, which, as we all know, you know, being technically correct is the best kind of correct. So, so Amazon is a co-op. <laughs> in, in, in a really By your definition... Way. Amazon is a co-op. Well, in a really fucked up way, it, yes. I, I, but see, if I, I may, utterly reject that definition. Like, well, also, also if I, I don't necessarily call guys, Amazon a co-op. Because uh, a co-op is different from cooperation. No, right? it's not. It is a cooperative. That It's the name of the thing. It is a cooperative. Right. <laughs> cooperative also in itself is its own definition of things. Like, if you think about it, like a, a co-op in and of itself is a... Is an, is a is a is an institution of itself that is brought together by different people under the same kind of idea of what that co-op is, right? Whereas cooperation is an action. So a co-op, I guess, is a, is a noun, whereas a, co- a cooperation is a is a, uh, a a verb almost. It's like this is an action. This yes, is it is. I mean, it, it is an action, but the two are not mutually exclusive. We can get into that in a second. But Mike, you were going to make a point. Oh, um, I might be uh. Yeah, I was just thinking of trying to think of an example in, in media or whatever, or even in history where people are cooperating for the greater good. And uh, the best thing I think about this early in the morning without coffee uh, was, you know, let's say two nations are bordering each other and uh, one has food and the other one has like metal or ore. And instead of going war with each other for said resources, they trade. Like, isn't any... Um, Example of a uh, nation's trading, working toward a common goal, a cooperation, man. I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the most basic, I was. In the for most, the most basic, because like basic with regard. with what yeah. you brought up, you brought up a uh, Mad Max Fury Road, and uh, Nico just uh just to check you, it wasn't one man against Joe. It was it was a woman too. You know. Uh, That's fair. It was that whole squad. Yeah, I would I, I would say Max and Furiosa cooperate toward a common goal, but or uh, the fact that um, Joe is providing uh, water and and women, and uh, there's the other um, like lesser um, guy who runs the bullet farm. So that's a separate city, and he provides the ammunition while Joe provides the water, and uh, so that's kind of a, a cooperative matter there. But I haven't Fair. seen the movie in a while, and I'm but that's kind of fried cooperation right now. again between the leaders. Again, like right. I, I, I think that it is. I, I, I understand that you guys are saying that it's a difference of degree, but that's essentially also saying okay, every worker is complicit in their own <clears throat> subjugation by the bosses 
because they haven't destroyed the system that they're in. They're cooperating. Like, I'm sorry, like, that is not, like, it is so much a difference of degree that I think that it makes the use of the word in that case both disingenuous and meaningless. Like, yes, theoretically, a whole bunch of people cooperated to make a Morton Joe's shit work. But Morton Joe, that's he it. is not fucking cooperating with any of those people. Cooperating to operate in conjunction. That's that's literally what that is. Right. And he is okay. not operating in conjunction with his people. He is giving orders which are then being obeyed. Right. None of them are operating. None of them are making choices. And I'm not saying that ah. all cooperative systems have to be like perfectly egalitarian in order to qualify as being cooperation. But especially going back to the core example that I used, the prisoner's dilemma, like that's literally Immortan Joe is the guy snitching on the other dude to get no prison time. Like, oh, that's what you meant by prisoner's dilemma. Oh, that makes sense. Like, which to me, is I was the thinking about like in prison. Oh, like in, in well, uh, sorry, I was thinking like uh, in prison, like let's say um, there was limited resources, right? And so it would behoove you instead of trying to trade with your fellow prisoner and work toward a common goal. Uh, like um, I was watching, um, uh, I was my mom was watching. Uh, Orange is the New Black, and there was just one particular episode block where um, they've taken over the prison, the prisoners, and they kicked all the guards out. Yeah. And so they're not getting any more outside help, so they have to cooperate with each other and yeah. stop all the bullshit to create some sort of, you know, livable space as yeah. as they continue their, um, their middle finger at the establishment um, asking for Basically, uh, what they need and what they want. Um, but in the meantime, until that happens, or until you know they send the guards in and direct that shit up, whatever's going to happen. Because uh, I'm not going to watch the show. I don't know. Um, but they have to cooperate. So that's what I was thinking about prisoners' right, dilemma. Because <laughs> it was fresh in my mind. Yeah, well, that's fair. Have you watched no, it all, I'm Patrick? Uh, uh, I watched most of the first season, and then Piper pissed me off. And then I've seen scattered episodes since then, and then I saw the whole uh, riot and taking over the prison season, which was really good. Um, and I'm glad that I actually watched that season. Um, after that, it really doesn't get much better, unfortunately. That's kind of what I heard. Well, you know, like, I, I, after the riot season, there's only so much that it can do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 what, like, getting there is kind of a slog, and then once you get there, it's like, okay, you know, that's great, but. And then, you know, after that, it gets kind of crap. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but it's interesting, though, uh, also that we all do have different, such different definitions of cooperation in this regard. Um, well, I had I had one more question I wanted to pose to you, Patrick. I wanted to yeah. see, because it, it, it's kind of in the vein of what you had mentioned at the, at the end of, 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 of what you said previous, what, which was, you know, like, like, yes, you had these subjugated people who were given orders and were doing the thing that they were asked of them, right? Yeah. And they were they were under it, it, threat like, of death or expulsion. Right, right, right. And you know, for for to, to, to keep to keep this theme, right? They were they were they were cooperating with that order, right? Because if they didn't, they would die, like you said. 
So, you know, it kind of poses the question then, like, you know, let's let's go to the real world example, right? And you know, obviously, uh, this is you know, it's kind of low hanging fruit, but it's the only one that really I feel like applies at the moment. Is like, you know, uh, uh, the whole Nazi hunting thing that has continuously been going on for the past decade, or you know, how many decades, right, since the end of World War II, where you had like all these like high level folks who, and and maybe not even that high level, you have some lower level folks too who are still being chased down by these group of people for justice and justice is done during world war II against, you know, the millions of, 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 of blacks, Jews, Romani, uh, you know, all, all the, all the, all the people who were, who were, who were forced in the Holocaust. Right. Um, and their part in that. So were, is it justified then to say that those people were cooperating with the overall structure at hand, or were they just given orders and they took those orders to extremes? And that's their own thing. You know, like, like, is that cooperation as well? Or is that... I believe that the word is... Really apply? Like, collaboration. I, I, I wouldn't call it... Thank you. I was literally about to say that, Mike. Because, like, yeah, that is not cooperation. You did not cooperate. You did not coordinate. You collaborated. There's a specific term for that used in resistance language that is a collaborator. So, no, you are not someone who was involved in the giving of the orders, but you fully followed those orders, even knowing that they were wrong. You collaborated in a larger system that was evil. And there's a line drawn there in definition. Excuse me, I'm sorry, I just kind of burped through that, which is weird because we're talking about very serious things. but I, I, I think that there's a line to be drawn there. Someone is responsible for their own action. And I don't think that that's something that can be wiped away. Like, if you kill a guy, you're responsible for killing the guy. Whether or not there was a gun to your head to kill the guy. You know? And that's something that everybody has to live with on their own and in their own way. With the moral ramifications thereof. But again, I don't... co Like, to operate... You are the person who is, oper- you, you are the operator. You are operative. You are the person who is directing things. And right. by the very structure of the word, that to me points to a different thing than someone who is following orders under threat. Now, like obviously, even, my definition is not the only definition because English is polyglot and fuck what I think. Right. But, like, well, not, not fuck what you think because what you think is very important. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, that's, yeah, Patrick. But my point being that, um, like, I love that we have different definitions of this because um, I yeah. love the debate and uh, I love how far afield uh, we've gotten from our question. Sorry, you're about to say, Mike. If, if I might say, um, yeah, um, you know, I just want to mention how you burped through that. I wanted to say that um, much like the gas in those chambers, gas uh, does not discriminate. Um, uh, thanks for that. It doesn't. Wow. It doesn't matter what yeah. you're gonna say. A burp's gonna come up. Um, I'm glad that we also, can come uh, to an understanding, and then there. you could ruin it by making a terribly dark joke. Thank you. Uh, Mike. Fucked up, Mike. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I I thought you were gonna go gas takes pain away. Like I thought you were gonna go the like suicide route oh. with it. But you went the genocide no. route with it. No, so. 
Because you were saying something serious and you burped anyway. And I was like, the gas does not discriminate. Whether you're going to say something silly or serious, that burp's going to come out. That gas, the gas is going to kill. It doesn't matter who you are. That's that's dark. I just had to say that. I thought it was important. I I mean, it was relevant, you know, that there's, there's like, so I was, I was hanging out with, with my buddy John last night. Um, and we're both vaccinated and stuff, and we're just chilling on the front porch. Um, and we were talking about, like, growing up and, like, realizing that you shouldn't say certain things, even though you have the impulse to, and the fact that certain things still come out, and the weird ways in which we've been socializing and not socializing during COVID, like... There's certain like filter responses that aren't there, even though we know they should be. And I'm not trying to put anything on you, by the way, for, for the joke. Like I didn't hate it. I, I enjoyed it, but it was also (laughs) fucked up. Um, but uh, just, just interesting ruminating, uh, that, that was going on last night. And I, I, I think it's interesting that it ties into this conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I can people anymore, dude. Like, honestly, I, I've become this feral, like cave dweller beast, you know, uh, and I, I have been fortunate enough to hang out with uh, my friend V, who is um, well mannered. She's even teaching me some um, some etiquette, like how to hold a fork properly and all that. Um, but I think it's easier to train a toddler at this point. And uh, yeah, man, I sh- shit. And she's I, gonna I, uh, blow up I parliament to... later, so that's great. I oh, mean, is she? If I oh, never mind. I got that. I got somebody. that. Damn it. I, that's, that's a good joke. That's a good one. If that's I was going to be hanging out uh, with somebody during quarantine, I would definitely want to be hanging out with someone who planned to later blow up Parliament. Like, <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Fair. I mean. Yeah. Very fair. Yeah. Now, that's something I would be willing to either cooperate or collaborate with. <laughs> um, yeah. I need to be reacclimated into society. I need to be, like, therapied or something. Uh, what's the worst? Uh, I think we should send animals back and... here at home first. That's fair. Yeah, there's there's lots of things. Never mind. I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna do this on the podcast. There's lots of things to blow up. <laughs> oh. Um, <laughs> let's do alphabetical order. Twisted fire starter. <laughs> you know me. Oh uh, God, yes. Uh, if you were to blow right, stuff up by alphabetical order, what would be first? Oh my God, I'm not talking about this because I'm actually a serial arsonist who's you have a list huh? to my inside fire starter. I'm sorry, I'm, a, I, missed, I missed. I missed that question. What was the question again? If I had to I said, if you were to... the list of things to be blown up in the United States, what would they be? And I was like, oh. I'm not having this. Or the world. Or the world. Right now. Um, well, we know one of them is definitely the Amazon building with Jeff Bezos. So I mean, oh, yeah, y'all that, already we, heard my, my shit about that. So for human Amazon. Bomb. Now, where that lands going... on the list, we don't know. But we know it's on the list somewhere. Yeah, well, it, and it should a, be early. So, so, yeah. so it could be early, but it's got a Z in it. So aardvarks might be further up the list I, if it turns I was out that secretly say... I'm an aardvark genocidist. <laughs> well, I mean, there's oh, there's fuck. the purity of, you know, cleansing stuff with fire. And if we're going down the list, aardvark is fairly early on in the uh, the dictionary. So Yeah, they got that double tap A, you know. Ain't nobody got that yeah, double tap A I in could, I could do without aardvarks. For that. Yeah. Fuck that. I love aardvarks. They're... God's creatures. 
stupid don't... looking, but they're god screeches. They're like platypi. Oh god. Oh no, I, I could say I could live with no aardvarks. But anyway, I feel like we've very armadillos. So armadillos, they have leprosy. They do, but they're yeah, beautiful and they're noble, and they already yeah. go down to cars. Yeah, also they'll fuck up your car though. So it's you know oh, the, it, it gives it takes type thing. And I, to go back to what <laughs> what uh, the original prompt that? was, I would rather have aardvarks and not need them than want aardvarks and have them be dead. <laughs> so that's okay. Uh, yeah. That's fair. <laughs> that is totally fair. That's fair. And I would rather. I I truly can't imagine the situation, but I would rather need Nazis and not have Nazis exist <laughs> than have Nazis Beautiful. and not need them, which is our current situation. You know, because okay. I can't imagine a situation where you need Nazis. So if like, you're doing some sort of report. And you wanted a first-hand account. I think having a Nazi to interview for that report oh, for a first-hand account would be a situation where but... you would need a Nazi and not have one. But Yo. like that's a very specific subset of thing. And you I was going to say, going backwards, um, <laughs> I think right. one thing that we can probably universally agree on in this prompt is uh, biodiversity. Um, yeah. It's it's definitely yeah something yeah definitely that that's us for sure. I I want to have and like I I would rather have the biodiversity and not need it on some fundamental level. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. Though I very think true, the argument could also be made that we do need our biodiversity because otherwise we did. <laughs> well, yes, but I think there's like certain organisms that fill similar roles. Like, you can sure. have certain species die off more easily than you can have other species because there's already somebody filling that role in the ecosystem. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't want to lose those individual species because they're they're unique and they, they yeah. bring more to life. Um, so that, that's what I was getting at. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Depending on well, the type of crabs, um, yes. Well, no, because crabs, we can kill all the crabs and they'll come back. That's You know about this, right? Yeah, I saw this. What? Every, no. Every, everything is in some way. <laughs> oh, form God. The universe prefers crab form. Like, crabs right. are the so most every... effective form of life. Yeah. So after every giant mass extinction, all the crabs die, and then crabs re-evolve and look exactly the fucking same. And are so the crabs exactly will the be fucking filled. same. It's called, like, so... crescination or something. I, but, yeah. It's I'm, gonna, the... I'm just right. going to start calling everything that's crab-like a crab. Like, scorpions are just crabs. Yeah, it's either, it's either are just, are just everything is everything is either <laughs> on its way to be a crab or not yet there, or a crab or on its way to be a crab. What do you think about yeah. it? Right, right. It is the final because, point like, of evolution. Like, wow, fucking a. The time machine. So Starship. So 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 I guess Starship Troopers was on the right track then. I mean, yeah, the bugs. Yeah, the, the insects, insect planets—they're just they're like arachnids. Yeah, in the books, I mean, they're also communists because it was a whole thing about fuck communism. Because uh, hey, oh, I, like, oh, I see. Yeah, oh, you um, know what? That's fair. <laughs> hey, but I mean, are uh, bugs, bugs just a I like the government in the Federation. You know, mandatory conscription, or at least you know, uh, soldiers get. Uh, eat more rights, you know. Um, there are a lot of things about the, right the little world that he sets up, like citizenship. Brown. But yeah, 
Clancy Brown. Yeah, I love Clancy Brown. Oh, oh, I could talk. I I could talk about Clancy Brown all day. I long. just I'm pro- just <laughs> proposing Clancy Brown for the next podcast as like the topic of the next podcast. <laughs> like, could we all just get behind the Clancy Brown podcast? Because I, I know that I Ed dig on that topic. I think already Absolutely. did one years ago, but I don't care. I'll do round two. No, I think it. we did. I think you just brought really? it up tangentially in something else. Like I think that we may sense. have done Starship Troopers, and that may have been like what it was. I think yeah. we may have done like Starship Troopers, and then like Alex was the guest spot on it or something. That yeah. makes sense. Clancy Brown is just one of those people who's just so universal at this point. He's just he's in everything, and you don't realize he's in everything. Like the Homeboy is just he's, he's in your, I don't know how many people. He's don't in know your room him. right now. Yep. But, He's but right Clancy behind Brown you. is just Mr. Krabs, people. If you're listening to this, Clancy <laughs> Brown is Mr. Krabs. That's him. That's, right. That's the guy. The <laughs> That's right. That's right. The Kurgan oh, is Mr. Krabs. All comes full circle. Captain yes. Hadley is Mr. Krabs. Colonel Spoonover. <laughs> oh God. It's, it's where funny. are you from? Like every time I don't I know. I know Brown. where you're going. Crab. Oh, I'm not Mr. Krabs. Oh, God. It evolves to the crab. Get back around to crabs, regardless. Eventually, it evolves to the crab. Oh, God. Clancy Brown. Oh, shit. Because Clancy Brown lives Whenever I I see him on anything, and now it's just, I can't think about, it's like, it's just going to go back to crabs. It's like, shit, well, there's Clancy Brown, and we're back to the crabs again. I mean, (laughs) he's done so so many things that I love. That like it just like joins the like the like circle of things that I love. Like he's the Viking leader in the beginning of Gargoyles who genocides the gargoyles. No fucking way. Like yeah. he's God, everywhere. He's been wow. a part of my life since my childhood. And I can definitely say that I would prefer to have Clancy Brown and not need him than to need Clancy definitely. Brown and not have him. You know what? Because I want Clancy so, Brown to be forever so that he does eventually just evolve into a crab. I've never heard a truer statement. I, I, I'd want to end on that, but I, there was, because it's beautiful. It's a beautiful statement. And uh, like you said, Nico, very, very true. I wanted to mention about how um, uh, the concept of um, our great and, and wonderful uh, democracy is uh, great on paper. And uh, although um, introducing uh, the uh, neo-capitalism and imperialism has has tainted it uh you know when we're um when i was a kid you know the idea of uh revolution and um sounded great and like uh cooperating people cooperating toward a common goal to make life better you know to overthrow a, a government that's tyrannical for example and uh so sometimes you know i look at the apathy in our country or really around the world and uh especially in, um well, all across, you know, either the, the people are older who are just so used to life being the way that they don't know anything else. And then kids also being very apathetic because, you know, look, look at the examples, you know, look at a, there's no accountability in the highest office of the land to the lowest um, officer um, for um, hor- horrible actions. And so sometimes, and not all the time, because obviously I don't know what it's like to live in a, you know, a, a, a more tyrannical nation or like having to uh, scrap for food. I got a roof over my head. I got food in my gut. Uh, I got people who love me. I got clothes on my back. I've got it damn good. I got it so good. But sometimes I wonder what it would be like to um, 
need freedom and not have it. So I could, I don't know, be more, because um, I'm so apathetic. I have no motivation. I've just been sitting on my ass. And this is this was true before the pandemic. And so like to have a fire lit under my ass would be so, great. Something that, so something to, that allows to not you to have appreciate it. Yeah. 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 Like some, a poke in the back, you know, some kind of, some asshole telling me what well, to it's do. A, well, it's no, the, not that, but like something myself telling me what to do because I want something better for yeah. myself and others. There we go. The, the Spider-Man, the Spider-Man quandary. Uh, the fact that uh, essentially, Oh God, I can't think of the original Spider-Man's fucking Peter Parker. Basically, Peter Parker was <laughs> kind of a waste until he got bit by the radioactive spider. And without the spider, he would never have become <laughs> Spider-Man. He would never have become this amazing, world-changing figure. Um, and the idea that uh, sometimes it takes trauma or something like that to spur a person to their highest potential uh, is an idea that I think is is really interesting to explore. Um, my buddy years ago wrote a, a zombie film called Deadlock that um, basically is playing with that idea. And the main characters both come to the realization that they never would have done anything with their lives if there hadn't been a zombie apocalypse. But because of the mm. zombie apocalypse have both become something remarkable and they talk about that yeah that, that idea of the like do you choose to have or would you rather have the terrible thing happen in your life that makes you into potentially the best version of yourself or not have that horrible thing and live a mundane life you know would you yeah. rather need it? See, I'm just waiting for my zombie apocalypse, yeah, really. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was going to say, it's kind of interesting, too, because I think people respond to stimuli in different ways, and people yeah. think that they need something that's going to be able to push them to grow, but isn't necessarily what they need. Um, and it's it's a very difficult road to tread, because we're, we're all unique to some different degree and we all like work better in certain circumstances um so it's it's tough to say whether that trauma would actually be able to propel you like there are certain yeah. people who need that to be able to grow but not everybody's like that oh gotcha and that's yeah. i mean yeah i mean uh th there was you know uh there's plenty of uh reason for me like during this pandemic to like do something but it was, it was too much free time. See, there was no direction. So it was, I would just choose to be lazy, right? Whereas other people, you know, um, were um, which I, I'm taking the time to learn a new language or something, right? And so it's like a specific kind of, for me, example, it's because all I know is what, what I would do. This is a specific kind of trauma that would, or, or event that would have to channel me or bottleneck me point me in a direction and not let me choose, but make me think that I'm choosing. Because <laughs> mm -hmm. if I believe that somebody's choosing for me, then I won't do it. But if mm -hmm. I think it's my idea, 
even though it isn't, or it's just because the environment or life or the world has given me this opportunity, then I'm like, oh, right, let's do it. Kind of like a slide versus a ladder. Yeah. <laughs> but you want to be accepted, is basically what you're saying. All right, I know what I need to get you for your birthday. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, somebody brainwash me. <laughs> Make me a better. We're going to uh, need you to uh, go I mean, inside our friends. Things about that, like, yeah. like I want you inside things, me, Nemo. Like, like, like there's, there's this idea that laziness <laughs> exists in, and I don't believe that laziness doesn't exist. If you need to rest and just not do anything and let your mind veg then that's your body telling you that you needed that. If you just need to just not do anything and just process and just sit and just take your time for yourself, that's not laziness. The, the laziness just doesn't exist. We, 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 there's this myth in this country that like, if you're not doing something productive that is going to further your career or further your art or further yourself or monetary, get whatever, then you're wasting your time and you're lazy. Right, right. I don't believe that at all. I, I just, I just don't, I just don't believe in laziness as a concept. It's, 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 it's this, it's this neo-capitalistic bullshit idea that, you know, time spent is either spent productively or not. And that's just not true. It just isn't. But again, that's, 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 that's one part of what I wanted to touch on. The other part I wanted to touch on too is in terms of like the direction, right? That like, that like, I, I, I get what you guys are saying. Like, you know, having, having something that kind of spurs you. And like, I, it was interesting because this reminds me of a, of a Facebook post that I, I like had an engagement with, with like a, like a couple years ago. And um, it was a, it was something that a, a, a Facebook friend posted about, you know, like there, they, like there should be mandatory service in this country. And at first I was like, well, fuck that noise. Like, why would we have mandatory service of, of military? Like, fuck that military is an awful uh, institution. It, it'll make more veterans, which which would create you know more homeless potentially. We don't support enough people for it, and it was just like there was all this shit, right? And you know the conversation opened up to more so like service doesn't have to just be military. That could be it could be any public service. Yeah. You know what? Like yeah. like having a couple of years where it's right. like you know what? you worked you work with the with the lifeguard, you know, for a couple of years. You did stuff where hey, you know what? You were you were a social worker for a few years under you know government mandate, right? Like everyone has some part where it's like yes. For a couple of years after you after you turn eighteen or twenty or whatever, you you know there's there's a sort of not necessarily forced conscription, but there is a there is a a you know a mandated thing by the government saying okay you know you're you're a citizen of this country so help out a little bit. This is your public service, and you yeah. only do it for a couple of years, and then you know what? After you've done it, you can do more if you want, or you can move on to something else. But yeah. you did it, and you were given the opportunity to be pushed into something that maybe you wouldn't have normally thought of doing, but it gave you this like skills and the means to either find yourself or realize, you know what, this is not something I want to do at all with my life. And you can just move yeah. on. Like, like that is definitely a concept that yeah. I feel like that, should be implemented more as a thing. Yeah, That is solid. That, that is solid. And I think it's important to say that, um, that, uh, not all people who serve in the military are, are combat veterans. You know, you, the only thing the military does is um, create um, soldiers. So there's a lot of jobs that uh, are the branches of the military um, can offer for uh, uh, young people or any people uh, to um, to learn a skill set and, like you said, serve and uh, 
this has all just been a commercial for the army, guys. No. Uh. <laughs> no, but, no. but I think that that's an important, but an the, important no, you're right. But I, lo- I love that idea, Nico. Though I just wanted to put point that out that you know, um, the military offers a lot of services that don't, don't necessarily mean going to war against brown people and coming back traumatized. Right. Well, though you're also doing what you're doing in support. Uh, to go back to an earlier point, you are collaborating. You are a collaborator with a system oh, that, hey. that is acting poorly. Mm. Um, <coughs> well, I, I, sorry, I, I, I like the idea of having some sort of service and having it not necessarily just be related directly to the military. Like I, I think that's good. And as you said, like is uh, a way that people can can grow one way or another, you know, again, like reacting to stimuli and we all react to it differently. Is this something I want? Is this something I don't? Um, and I, I think there's also been some, you know, every nation's different, uh, culturally in terms of people, in terms of what they want, but there are nations that have mandated conscripted military service that actually are involved in combat far less because it's a mandated thing because people are forced to interact with it. They don't want to put themselves on the line. They don't want to put their kids on the line. So it's an interesting like shift in culture that I don't know that we could get to right now from where we are and how tied in we, we are with, you know, our, our influence around the world and the military industrial complex and that whole bag of worms that I don't really want to get into, but I would love it if something could shift us culturally away from that. Right. Agreed. You're right. I mean, you know who has a mandatory conscription? Check this out. Uh, and uh, it blow your mind because, you know, how many wars are they fighting? Mexico. Mexico has mandatory conscription. And we're always talking shit about them, but I think that's a great idea. Well, though, the Mexican military has huge internal conflict that they have to deal with constantly because drug war don't end. No. Um, is the one thing there, but I I, I take your point very well, very Patrick. Deeply. I need that was my blow. The, you know, don't we all? No, uh, I'm, I'm good. The, <laughs> yes, no. I mean, if the facetious only. I mean, sorry, uh, Nico and Etienne don't do drugs, but me abstaining drugs I'm for both of them. The influence. I'm a good boy. I'm a teetotaler. Uh, you know, it's been really hard in uh, COVID not having a vice that I can, you know, really. Uh, yeah, put myself out to and just just give in to my baser instincts. But uh, <laughs> Finland is another country that actually has that same that same thing. Oh, uh, interesting. They have uh, required, I believe, it's either eighteen months or two years of military service. Um, and yeah, like the Finnish military is small and active, but essentially just it's literally just in case Russia decides to invade. Yeah. Right. It's the only reason they yeah. have an army, and it's why they can script all of their teenagers. Um, hey, did but, did Rob serve? Yes. Yeah. Wow. Uh, he had to, or he'd lose his citizenship. Uh, it's like a thing. Um, I I do think but, it's funny jumping back that like both of the gringos like instantly thought of Finland as the, <laughs> the answer to that, <laughs> and Mike jumped to fucking Mexico. And you were like, "Yo, Mexico <laughs> has the conscription." <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, well, I was thinking about it from the <laughs> point of view of, like, uh, conscription when there isn't a lot of conflict, and Mexico doesn't fight me at external wars, but, it, again, continual internal right. war. Um, right. Well, are we all fighting the internal war? That no one else can see. It's true. 
Well, and I, I had a couple of comments <laughs> that I wanted to make on, on some stuff from a while ago. Um, the first one being that, like, you're absolutely right. We all do have different reactions to stuff. And it's one where I can can very much look at certain stress situations utterly shut me down. Uh, but weirdly, when I'm in, like, life-threatening situations, like, like, actually, like, under threat of potential death, I rise to my best self. I'm eloquent, I'm quick, my physical problems, like, just decrease and disappear so that I don't end up feeling them until afterwards when it's done, like, my gut works fine, like, I, I fire on all pistons. Now, afterwards, I collapse and usually spend two or three months totally incapable of doing shit, but it's a weird, interesting thing of, like, how it can motivate you. The other thing I was going to jump way back and say, because conversation went in a different direction, it was really cool. But you made the point, Etienne, that the only possible situation in which you could need Nazis and not have them is if you're trying to do some kind of retrospective of looking at stuff from during World War, World War II. And there's literally a documentary coming out where they went and got a whole bunch of the old people who were Hitler youth and in these low-level positions in the, in like the Nazi government and shit like that as kids which is why they haven't been charged, because they were minors. Right. Um, mm. And basically got them together in a room and is like, how do you fucking justify being a member of the Hitler Youth? <laughs> and just, like, did a documentary of them talking about that experience. And it's really interesting, because, if like... If you're under 18, you won't be them, doing any time. Yeah. Like, half of them <laughs> would be doing fucking... Uh, Basically, we're like, no, none of us understood. You know, we were just doing what we were told and everything else. And the other half being, we all knew. Don't fucking lie. We all fucking knew and none of us admitted it. We are all guilty. And it's a really interesting kind of a thing. Just because they literally did the thing you were talking about. Well, so I was being facetious and that to an extent. Like, obviously, like, you know nobody wants nobody the vast decent. majority of sane people <laughs> do not have a reason that they would like Nazis or Nazism to continue to exist. Yeah. Um, but, but if you need one, they, they're easy to make, you know, uh, all you need to do oh, is make Jesus. someone feel like they're the victim. You know, a Nazi is just so easy to make. They're like um, mushrooms. But mushrooms provide a just, service, so I wouldn't say that. You just leave yeah. enough shit lying around for long enough and I'll just start springing up. <laughs> now, that ain't the fucking Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you. <laughs> it did. I just want to say, if we needed one, we could make one. We just have I to create... Don't want to make a Nazi. As, as much as I, I love science Nazis. and like, <laughs> am a man of science and generally am down for like most scientific study and experiment regardless of merit... <laughs> I think making Nazis is, is actually something that I'm 100% not down for. I mean, I mean, to be fair, that sounds like a great documentary title to make a Nazi. I mean, come on. Uh, they did make a murderer. Nazis you know, it's, it's the next Nazis logical we're all going to hell, right? Holy hell, fuck. Hell, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, we, we got It's funny that you bring that up, Nico. We all took the ticket around the same time, so luckily we'll be <laughs> not each other, but... Yeah, yeah there was I, one other uh... point that I was going to make about something Nemo said, and I, I can't remember now because now 
I'm just not ever going to be able to get making Nazis to the tune of making Christmas from fucking, <laughs> fucking Nightmare Before Christmas out of my head because that's the real Nightmare oh, Before fuck. Christmas, folks. The oh, Nightmare my Before Nazis. Crystal Knock, if you will. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. Christmas. Oh, my God. Yes, I realize I gave you <sighs> shit about making a bad joke earlier and I just did it myself. Oh, God. I'm a hypocrite, oh. but hey, we're here. Oh, man. Ooh, well, Beautiful. I do kind of feel like we've ringed all around this Rosie and have effectively stabbed <laughs> this question to death. So if there aren't any uh, uh, final points that people want to want to make, just figuring we could bring this to a close. So any final well, thoughts on the nature of is it better to have it and not need it or need it than not have it? Well, oh, I, have, I have something for the very end, but since I'm closing today, I'll wait. Okay. Well, I, I, I think it's kind of the proverbial, like, you know, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, there's there's reasons for both. And, like, you know, obviously, like, as human beings and individuals, like, the need to subsist and persevere and push forward is very much a thing. And it's just a matter of how you get there. Fair. Yeah. Lovely. I can't argue with that, that you've summed up what is in my heart, Etienne. So mm-hmm. deep in my heart, it's almost a part of me. I've got you. God damn under it. My skin. <laughs> Did you have anything else, Mike? Or are we are we closing up? No, that was beautiful. Uh, well said, guys. Uh, um, yeah, I think that would just be uh, too much frosting if I had added any more. <laughs> so, so just to, just oh, to close damn things it. out. The the so when we when we picked this prompt, it's funny that the one thing that came up out of everything that could possibly have come up for this prompt was there's a particular scene in alien versus predator where the team goes down and they're in the eggs. You know what I'm talking about. Thank you. Yes. And just rewatched AVP at the house. Yeah. And it's the the Russian chick and she's standing there (laughs) and like the, 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 the black chick is like, why did you bring a gun? What do you need a gun for? This is an archeological dig. And she was just like, well, it's kind of like a condom. I prefer to need it and not have it, or no, have it and not need it, than need it and not have it. And like, sure enough, that gun came in. Now she died, obviously. Spoiler alert. But she fucking had it when push came to shove. Like she, she had it when it when the time she needed it the most was there. And, and like she misses every shot. She misses every shot. And she misses she's every shot. And it's just like, what's the point of even having it? You can't even use it. But that's a whole other question in and of itself. Um, Fair. <laughs> but yeah, it was just ever since then, I've always thought about that. And it's just like, yeah, like I think that was the foundation of where my answer came from. It was like, you know, big or small, regardless of, of what you're referring to, I pref- yeah, I would prefer to have it and not need it than need it and not have it. So that's funky because my first thing with that was from this old point and click adventure called The Dig. Because there's literally a point at the beginning where you can there's a dialogue option where you can give shit to the engineers on your space shuttle for packing a shovel because you're like we're in zero g shovels are worthless in zero g and the engineers like hey you can pick it up take it with you because you never know when you might need it and later you need a shovel and he's like oh what now like clowns on you super fat for talking shit about the shovel So, like, from that point, I was like, my God, the engineer was right. And that's when I became a hoarder. Um, (laughs) Oh, God. 
Wait, that's not Dig Dug, right? That's the dig that's different. No, it's just the dig. dig Dug. <laughs> I do. Remember that I game? I don't think there was overwhelming oh, lore and backstory with <laughs> Dig Dug. I think what you get is kind of what you see with Dig Dug. But I do think, and I'm yeah. sorry to steal this, if you ever listen to this Jeremy Guskin, uh, this is this this is Jeremy Guskin's idea, TM. But I do think that one of the best ideas ever for a video game movie is uh, 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 an adaptation of Dig Dug starring Bruce Willis. Oh, God. Like an action movie with him, like, sprinting around the mines, like, you know, sweaty and, like, dirty and, like, bleeding, like, killing these giant dragon creatures with, like, a hyper-powered pneumatic nozzle. This doesn't matter. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. Um, Beautiful. Uh, That's... Hey, okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. I think with that, I think we've officially killed this fucking question. Uh, thanks for joining us today on this wild, crazy fucking ride that we had today. We went all over the place, but we appreciate you being here. We love you all. Um, shameless plug on Patrick's band. Uh, I'm sorry, Patrick. What's the name of your band? Aorta. Aorta. Thank you, God. Aorta. I'm sorry. I have to... Yes. <laughs> you don't need to plug my band. It's okay. We talked about it, and I, I wanted to actually plug the name of it. They're on Spotify. They're on Facebook. They're out there. Go look them up. Aorta. Uh, and uh, I was oh, gonna say Bandcamp would probably be <laughs> oh, Bandcamp. Band 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 yeah. anyway, YouTube. Go look for them on the Facebook. They're, they're out there, yeah. and we love y'all. It's and uh, we'll see, uh, we'll see you on the next one. Mm-hmm.